Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, which we requested ourselves. Yes, Jess, she is all decked out. She's themed. wearing a themed shirt. And I've then got socks. <laughs> that aren't matched. <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> but yeah, we thought it was... Uh, I, I do it to bug her. Yeah. But... um. It's one of those things where we had a listener request where we could not find the movie to watch. So we couldn't find it anywhere. We tried. We tried several different sources and could not find it. So we're sorry. So instead, we decided to go with a, a more lighthearted, but still yes. consider I consider it horror movie. But anyways, it's kid friendly at the very least. Kid friendly horror. Though parents be warned, this is not kid-friendly podcast no yeah no <laughs> stay away stay far don't, away don't have them this is just us. for the the millennials and nostalgia yeah <laughs> <laughs> well okay and not just for millennials anyone of any generation that loves this movie that is not below a certain age yeah yep anyways but before we go into the review let's go ahead and grab our cups and talk about tea so I'm doing the Plum Deluxe Tea Break White Tea. It's got white tea, orange peel, tangerine essence, honeydew melon essence. And I have Christmas in a cup with <laughs> Twining's Pure Peppermint Herbal Tea, which is just straight up peppermint. <laughs> you, you look so happy about it. I am so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Plum Deluxe, for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, throw yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. And so for the summary, credit to our IMDb, by the way. Jack Skellington, king of Halloween Town, discovers Christmas Town, but his attempts to bring Christmas to his home causes confusion. Well, that's one way to put it. IMDb. <laughs> um, A little light there, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yep. So for entertainment, might be the nostalgia glasses, because this is one of those movies as a kid I would just watch over and over and Same. over. And I will say I don't watch this movie on a yearly basis anymore because it's like it's oh, one of the, it's almost like Finding Nemo where it's like I watched it so many times I'm just like ah, <laughs> where it's like beating a dead horse. It's just like I know what's gonna happen. I don't need to watch it every year. <laughs> but I would personally give this a nine. Like this is a solid, solid movie. The stop motion is extremely Epic. impressive it is almost flawless yes there's very little like stopping you know motion it's like it's very smooth and the details they put into each character is insane yes and zero's nose being a jack-o-lantern yeah dude <laughs> And then there's like very few jumps in like the movement and so like the it's so smooth the stop yeah I think I forgot 
how many people were wrong. I know it took them three years to do the stop motion, but I don't know how many. I mean, it's a whole crew, but I don't know how much a whole crew typically is. But anyway, it's extremely impressive. Yes. Like you can tell that a lot of effort was made. I mean, this could have been like a CG as far as like how smooth it is. Yes. Like a very, very amazing stop it motion. It still holds up today. Yeah, like amazing stop motion. Mm-hmm. And the the varied characters is extremely interesting. They actually give them very unique personalities. You p- can pick out one from another. Um, the fact that they have not just distinct looks, but distinct personalities. And um, ways of speaking and mannerisms. Yes. Yes. And there's consistency all across yes. the board on how they act. And then uh, the lore for the whole world is really interesting. Like, you want to learn more. Yes. Like, by the end of the movie... I want to know more about the world, but it's like they give you just a taste where it's like, oh, you want to know more. Yes, but you also don't want them to make a sequel because that would just ruin it, I feel like. Which, fun fact, uh, I learned this when I was looking at IMDb. At one point, Disney was trying to make a sequel, but no. Tim Burton was like, no, absolutely not. And it's because Good of Tim him. Burton that they did not make a sequel. Good. This is one of the the few movies that i would actually be upset if they made a sequel yeah because they're like wanting uh him to go to like easter the easter world why yeah so and but apparently tim burton is very possessive around this movie good it was perfect and wonderful as it was don't touch it (laughs) yeah so as long as tim burton still stays with his guns then we we don't have to worry about that good Knock on wood. It is good as it is. Don't touch it. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's such a cult following that it's like, I can see the appeal of making a sequel bill absolutely trash mm-hmm. the integrity yes. of the movie. It will taint the memory of it. Yep. Stop it. No touchy. And then, of course, I have to mention the music. Yes. Very solid music. <laughs> and I love that... It follows the the musical or play formula where the music actually contributes to the movie. Yes. Like the whole, like if if someone who's not familiar with like the musical formula is whenever a character gets like heightened emotions or it's like a very important scene for the character, that's when they have songs. Because it's kind of like they feel a certain emotion. It starts building and starts building. And then they just have to explode with emotion because, and then that's when they explode into a song because that's the only way that they can express themselves. While there's so many kids' movies, they're like, oh, let's just have a song in there just to have a song, like no or rhyme or reason. Yeah, it's like it's just for dumb kids. We don't, yeah. we don't need to, you know, actually think about, you know, why we're having the music here. So this does a great job. The songs are very. They very much fit the scenes that they're placed in. They make sense. Uh, They explain what the characters are feeling, especially like Jack's song in the very beginning. You can really feel the soulfulness of like... His frustration. Yeah. His burnt out feelings toward his... Yeah. What he does. Yeah, like... His loneliness. mm -hmm. Like music, top notch. Yes. Um, Danny Elfman is a genius. (laughs) 
Which it took me a while to like I didn't know until like a couple years ago that he was the one that actually did the voice of Jack Skellington. Yes. I had no idea that yes. he sang. But then I also found out that he used to be in a band. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Uh, but uh, I got some fangirl emotions about this movie with Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Tim Burton and Danny Elfman, like they're the two tones of they go well together yeah they go very well together because they definitely I mean, complement each other i mean i feel like that's why it's like whenever you have a tim burton movie you almost are required to have danny elfman i mean he's done other movies that he tim has. burton hasn't been a part of but it's just there's just a certain distinct sound yes um, he just nails it yes and then the kind of going back, the, the development of the characters is just really awesome. It makes them feel tangible. It makes the world feel tangible. Just overall, extremely solid movie. I, the storytelling is great. The pacing, I feel like, is good. Like, there's not really anything I can think of that I would do differently. Like, it's not a damn thing. Like, you can tell it's a, a product of love. Yes. And care. So. I'm going to give it the first ever 10. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> this has been and always shall be one of my most beloved movies of all time. I watch it every year, multiple times. Multiple times. A couple of times around Halloween and a couple of times around Christmas. And... Just whenever I feel like it randomly throughout the year. <laughs> I love this movie and have always loved this movie. So I am well aware that nostalgia glasses are firmly in place. <laughs> I'm well aware. I don't care. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Well, I feel like it's a good horror introduction for kids. Yes, it is. My family had no idea. They didn't understand why I loved this movie so much growing up. Like, it scared a couple of my family members. This movie scared a couple of them. So they didn't understand. They're like, this movie is scary. Why do you watch it on repeat? See, what's crazy <laughs> is as a kid, the beginning opening song, that kind of scared me. That was one of the best parts. But then, but then, like, after yeah. Jack Skellington comes up and you're like, once I figured out, oh, these are nice, yeah. then I was fine. I did not care it that it looked and, a little bit creepy. And all the skeletons sad. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's such a good, sweet movie that you can feel the heart of the crew was put in it. Like, everyone really cared about the making of this movie and took great pains to make this movie and it shows and it's amazing and it still holds up today so the casting was amazing the voices were awesome danny elfman's a freaking genius <laughs> the music was perfect i love that they used stop motion animation for this yeah i loved that they used it for this it was such a different style for the time period that it came out in i want to say that at one point they had fiddled with the idea of doing it cg but i think it definitely uh, i'm glad they went this route yeah it would have fallen short of cg for that time period nowadays they could do it just fine but there's just such a different feel with stop motion that i'm so glad they stuck with it and I feel like it's one of those movies that showed that kids can 
be introduced to like scary things without it making because there there are especially like older kids movies where you're like okay that's legitimately scary this and gave terrifying. kids yeah. nightmares why did they see this <laughs> but like movies like nightmare before christmas or frankenweenie yeah or corpse bride corpse bride oh my god i love that one too like i think all of those are tim Burton's. yeah it's like all Four of line. them have like creepy horror yeah. type elements but because of the way that they tell the story it's not scary it's not as scary not um, yeah yeah but kids are still able to watch it without it really impacting them too bad they understand the it better and it still teaches lessons so it and it's not just tim burton it's Leica studios mm. that makes a lot of them too and they do a really good job yeah, I oh Coraline is another one. Yeah, I said that one too. <laughs> oh, I feel like Coraline reaches pretty close to the being edging on scary. Yes, but it doesn't. It's very quite... unsettling. Yeah, very unsettling. Like yes. even as an adult, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, there are some scenes that oh, don't know about that. <laughs> don't like that. Yeah. Is it the where she's like almost like a yes. spider? <laughs> don't don't like that. <laughs> But, like, the buttons for eyes is very unsettling as well, and just how they act. But we might get to that movie in particular on a different day. Yeah, maybe someone should request it. Maybe. So we can cover it a little bit sooner. I do love that one, too. <laughs> but Nightmare Before Christmas, just the level of detail and attention that they took with each of their characters and with the sets themselves and the underscored music... Even in the background for the scenes that they're not singing to, it just hits the mark every time. So I love this movie so much. 10 out of 10. The first and only one I've given. <laughs> and that will not change. I don't care that the nostalgia glasses are firmly in place. <laughs> I live for the music and for Sally's sass when she talks back to Dr. Finkelstein. <laughs> You're coming with me. No, I'm not. <laughs> twice this month you've poisoned me with deadly nightshade and ran off three times. <laughs> You'd think he would have learned at some point not to have her do the cooking. <laughs> yeah, for real. Just saying. For a doctor that wasn't exactly intelligent of him. <laughs> yeah. So, but... The whole movie, like, she's the voice of reason through the whole thing. <laughs> but I, I love Jack's enthusiasm when he finally finds something different and new and exciting and wants to jump into it wholeheartedly. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is the happiest we've seen him in forever. We're all jumping in it with him. Go for it, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like, Jack's excitement is so relatable yes. whenever you discover a new, like, favorite hobby or whatever. Yes, but at the same time, Sally's, like, the only one that's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do this, guys. And nobody listens. But I love it. it the movie is so relatable. It's so fun. Even the different songs vary enough in tone or style that there's a little something for everyone. So, like, there's Jack's soulful song toward the beginning. There's Sally's kind of mournful, hopeful song 
Though Amy Lee's cover oh my of that God, song her cover is was so amazing, good. yes. And the fun, mischievous song of Boogie's Boys, Kidnap Sandy Claus. And the Boogeyman, Oogie Boogie's song, mm-hmm. is a little funky and almost swing-esque. Mm-hmm. But it's so fun. It's hard to choose a favorite song. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> It's like, I like uh, Jack's Lament. I think that's what they call uh-huh, it. Yeah. And then the the ending song with uh, Jack and Sally. Like, I love it. Their voices yes. sound so good together. They and do. you can tell like that they are understanding each other. Yes. And it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to pick a song. Yeah. I have always loved Oogie Boogie's song. <laughs> just because it's so fun. Yeah. But villain songs are usually some of the more fun ones to me. Yeah. It's true, though. Yes. But I do also love Jack's Lament and the ending song. But Sally's song, they're all so good. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. It's hard, guys. <laughs> I love the movie too much. But let's let's go ahead and move on. Realism is going to be a real quick for me. Yeah, it's going to be quick for me, too. So realism <laughs> is a one. And the only reason why it gets a one is because the characters themselves, like the personalities, the character growth, that's the most realistic part. But besides that, <laughs> nope. walking skeleton, he can think and talk. and You have to make a lot of allowances for this movie, and that's kind of hard to do when it's the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to do in general with animated movies. But like, you know, for this is one of those cases where this movie really doesn't have to be realistic to be good. And honestly, it's one of the few that, you know, me with realism, but it just hits every mark. Yeah, it's like, as long as you have good storytelling and have interesting lore and stuff like that, it's like the realism, I feel like I feel like the realism would hold it back yes. if they had tried to make it any more realistic. Absolutely. So definitely way more on the entertainment than realism. Yes. But in a good way. Yeah. I give it a two. I made a little bit more allowances because I consider them kind of mystical creatures in a way. Because if you consider Santa Claus, he's kind of mythical. So I kind of considered them similar-esque. But then you have to bring they have to the their point own kind of rules where like, well, mystical creatures. Yeah. It was hard. It was really hard. But a lot of the interactions were really realistic. Like Dr. Finkelstein, he wanted to create a companion. So he made Sally. But she's rebellious. She's coming into her own. She's acting out, wants to get away. He tries to hold on tighter. It's almost like a father kind of relationship. And that just makes her push back and rebel even more. Yeah, like with their relationship, it really feels like a, a teenage daughter yes. and her dad. Like It really does. I kind of would be curious to know how he's able to control like what their personalities are going to yeah. be like. Because with the second See, one... I don't think he was able to. The only fact that the the next one worked out so well is because she had half his brain. Yeah. He was basically talking to himself. Which is kind of a cute sentiment. Yeah. And interesting. I can't remember which half he kept, but the other half, like, the left brain is supposed to control certain things like analytics and 
and uh, things like that. Or one side is supposed to control the analytical thought. The other side is supposed to control more creative thought. I think nowadays that's actually disputed as being actual fact. But if we're going along with that, you know, at that time when they made the movie, yeah, that would have been a very like believed, prominent. Yeah. yeah. So it would have been interesting to see their interactions a little bit more. Yeah, like to see if she was the more emotional one, yeah. maybe, and he was just he was the a lot more logical, rational, yeah. logical kind. That would have been interesting. Yeah, but then she would have been able to find solutions more creatively to problems that he would run into. So they might have been a lot more compatible. Yeah, but again, that's not to say that we want more of it. Just don't touch it, Disney. Don't do dare. No touchy. No touchy. It's perfect the way it is. No touch. <laughs> Do not consent. <laughs> but the interactions otherwise are are amazing. They are consistent with the personalities all throughout the movie. Character development makes sense the way that it happens in there. And it's good to see those character developments. The elected official <laughs> always makes me laugh. The mayor. <laughs> I'm only an elected official. I can't make decisions by myself. And then getting panicky when the one behind the scenes is gone and not giving him any direction. He's basically useless when Jack is gone. Sally is the perfect example of why it's not smart to tell a woman to get in the kitchen. Um, you think, again, that Dr. Finkelstein would learn not to have her cook for him. Because if it wasn't poison, then she was probably going to come back with a knife or something. At some point, yeah. it's just going to reach a breaking point. It's not smart. I I did laugh a little bit when Jack tells Sally, just follow the pattern. Like anyone who has never sewn anything in their lives. How could it be a disaster? Just follow the pattern. You'll be fine. Why is the love has a complete miscommunication? Because she's specifically yes. talking about the whole situation. Yeah. And he thinks that she's talking about the costume. Well, yeah, that's part of it. But at the same time, like just looking at the sewing aspect of it, it's yeah. like, you have never sewn a thing in your life. I can tell. Shut up. <laughs> that's not how any of it works. <laughs> but otherwise, it's just... I feel like the height that Jack fell from when he was blasted out of the sky by a freaking mortar shell, he would have exploded or had broken bones and things like that instead of just falling two pieces that could be put back together, namely his jaw. <laughs> they're mystical beings. It's kind of hard to yeah, tell. It's, like it's how... really hard to tell the rules. Like If they're essentially like demigods or whatever, then... But in his song in the graveyard... After being blasted out of the sky, he was saying that because he was embarrassed and upset and all that, he had completely misread everything and caused such mayhem and hurt that he was going to hide away. Like, he just wanted to crawl into a hole and die, basically. <laughs> just relatable. <laughs> he, he wanted to go into some cave and in a thousand years, they would find him only dust and a plaque. And that implies that he can die. Yeah, that's true. So what are the rules exactly? <laughs> Hard to tell. <laughs> so again, not a very realistic movie, but it didn't need to be. And it probably would have hindered it if it was. Would have been a lot darker too. Yeah. <laughs> but it was 
perfect. It is perfect <laughs> the way it is. Don't touch it. <laughs> I want to make that clear. They're making so many sequels lately to movies that don't need them. Stop yeah. it. I think Stop. the knock on wood, but I think the only thing I might be okay with is if they made like a TV show. No. But like made it like not even stop motion, made it completely kind of like what Tangled did, where it's like we're going to keep the Tangled movie as is, but then we're going to have like a side series. No, I'm just saying that'd be the only potential, but it depends on what they do with it. No, <laughs> no touchy, <laughs> no touch. But yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> Overall, you know, it's a movie that. We obviously come back to it again and again, and a lot of people consider a classic for both Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. It's not Christmas for me until I've seen that movie at least once. See, I I would love to hear if there. I'm sure there are people that hate this movie or I'm sure or don't love it, and I would love to know why. Like, not just the, oh, I don't like the spookiness or, you know, BS. (laughs) That doesn't count. But, like, from a storytelling aspect or a musical aspect or whatever, I would love to hear the criticism. Yeah. It will not change our minds. (laughs) We're just interested to know why you don't like it. Yeah. Because everybody's got their opinions. Everybody's got their thing. Yeah, and well, it's one of those things where it's like we are repeatedly beat over the head on how good this movie is. Like everyone in our circle likes this movie, if not likes, loves the movie. And so to have a more well-rounded base of opinion, uh, I'd love to hear what other people's thoughts are. But thank you as always for joining us today. And if you would like to recommend a movie, game, or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and our Discord server, and most places you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we do have our Teespring available that have nice little monks like these, or shirts, or wall art or any number of other things we have a lot on there (laughs) and we have our paypal and our affiliate link with plum deluxe as well again that does not affect the price of the tea at all it just allows us to continue to do what we love and you can find all of the sites mentioned link below and until the next time guys stay safe and stay spoopy bye